Welcome, Dick and Skippy, in the mornings. I'm going to say it's 9.59 on the dot. We're early, but we're late. We're late, but yeah, we're, we're early with our lateness. Episode. That's right. This is a special pre-recorded episode because we have a special guest in here with us. And, you know, Dick and Skippy, we're still trying to chug down our bean punk coffee oh, here. Yeah. wake up on a Monday morning. So we're going to uh, edit this and podcast it later. But I will let you know that at this moment in time, it's kind of overcast outside. Uh, so this is, uh, we're in March. This is March the 9th, four days after my daughter's 18th birthday, dude. I just cannot believe that. You're I'm still an, on that? I'm, no, I'm an official empty nester now. All my kids are, are grown and, you know, adults. My daughter can vote now. Kind of scares me. Uh, but yeah, so it is outside on this Monday, March 9th. It's, uh... A robust 66 degrees, and we got some storms coming yeah, on later. Time today. change and everything that threw me off yesterday. It throws everybody pretty, off pretty hard. Does it not speak volumes that International Women's Day only got 23 hours? And we noticed. <laughs> That's right. The voice you hear is yeah. our special guest is Gina Gilstrap with the Gilstrap Law Firm, and she's going to be talking to us in a minute about the cool stuff that she does in the legal community for for guy residents around here. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to leave you hanging on that one. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but the, the time change. Why do certain places recognize it and other places don't? Because other places are smarter. You think so? No, yeah. I don't see why we like. What was the original? It's for agricultural reasons. It was because the kids would need to be help working the fields. In fact, you know Ben Franklin. Yeah, whatever happened to slave labor? It, it, yeah. You know, it just went the way of disco, I guess. Yeah. But now we just have a me. No, Ben Franklin kid. actually yeah. came up with it, and it was it was it had a purpose back when we had you know not electric lights and tractors, you know, John Deere and stuff like that. And so it's kind of outlived its usefulness. Well, what's strange about it is out of if you travel a lot, like keeping up with it, because I was told yesterday that Cozumel mm-hmm. recognizes uh, de- uh, does Eastern time. Okay. For some reason. So if you look at a map, a little sliver down Central America and over there, it's like just Cozumel. And how often do you get to Cozumel? Well, I mean, the, well, the, this person was talking about because they do they do uh, cruises. Uh huh. So it throws off because you're like, is it like depending on what side of the ship you're on? Yeah. It's two o'clock. It's three o'clock. Well, I mean, if you're Eastern o'clock. time, Eastern time can go up to two hours. That's know? right. So that's what there's like. It throws you off because you when they land, you get there and it's you're already two hours late to like for lunch and all that kind of. If you have like. Any Are you suggesting we just become one global time zone? Is that possible? Well, anything's possible. So it's stupid, but it's possible. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say like globally, but I meant more of like if I go to a, the next the state over. Let's say it's either daytime we lose, we lose or it's an nighttime. hour. You what now? You lose an hour with what? Like if you just go to another state, like that would blow my mind. Like what? Like fifty different time zones? Yeah. Okay. Because how many how many states do we have that recognize have different? Uh, well, all the states recognize different their times, their daylight saving time. Like, is it is it Arizona? Yeah, is Arizona the only correct, or is it? I don't even think it's the whole state. I think it's cities in the state um, that voted on like we're not going to do it. Yeah, we're just it's keeping it as it is. Well, I think that's what's so bizarre to me about it. That's one thing, like, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't really understand how we as a collective group can't just be like... I'm going to add it to my presidential platform then. Yeah. I will abol- but the big question, the big debate will be, do we stop on daylight saving time? And it's saving singular, not plural. And everyone get it right. I hate the memes that have well, daylight saving vote. time. Well, I always vote well, on it. Or, but what platform do I run on? Do we keep it at daylight saving time all year round or abolish it? Well, whatever way they're going to word it, they're going to hire a lawyer like her guest and be like, can you make this the most convoluted statement? So we don't. No one really knows what they're voting Flip for. A point. Okay, it is three o'clock. I mean, that's what I, I swear. When you go vote, sometimes you're like, there's some guy getting paid millions of dollars to be asked to write these propositions, and it's either like a Republican or a Democratic swaying them, going like, write it this way, so it confuses them this way. When I and take we need over, to trick them to, so we can get it this way. When I take over the Oval Office, I'm, I'm going to have the this is stupid stamp. And they're going to put well, I mean, daylight saving all you time. All you got to say is, <laughs> would, you, would you prefer to have more daylight during your day or less daylight during your day? Well, here's the thing. When I was a kid in England, is that how, that's how it works, though, right? 
So now we yeah. have more daylight in our day. Correct. Because we're no, yeah. no, 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 no. It's yeah, it's not getting darker uh, sooner. It's getting darker later. Yeah, yeah. Basically, tonight, what we would think of uh, you know last week, which was six o'clock, is now suddenly seven o'clock. So we got an extra hour of daylight. Yeah. But see, when I lived in England. We, you know, wintertime, you know, sun was down at 4 o'clock. It was awesome. I'd be getting home from school. It would be pitch black. That was just something cool about that. No, it was cool about that, you know. So we can vote. We can vote on it. Okay, but so so the big debate, whether we stop it on daylight saving time, like right now. Yeah. That's what you say. You say, would you like more daylight or not more daylight? Oh, yeah. That's how you word it. i got to figure out my platform. But let's talk to our (laughs) special guest, Gina Gilstrap. Uh, who is the head, the managing partner, and de facto leader of the Gilstrap Law Firm. Welcome to the studio. Thank you. Good to have you in here today. We appreciate you uh, reaching out to us. Uh, So this is really cool. So the Gilstrap Law Firm, if I'm I'm remembering correctly, you specialize in um, representing uh, fathers and men in custody and and family law issues. Yes. And, and we can't say specialize because there are some there just, some darn attorneys that you know made these rules. Got you. Specialized means you took a your preferred test. client yes. base is the I got gotcha. you. Now is that it was, did you choose that because of the money making possibilities, or you basically go I don't want to deal with ladies in custody battles because ladies are just another breed of. Oh, she has to deal with ladies in custody battles because well, that's what I'm asking. So are, asking are you asking are women crazy? Well, I can. <laughs> I, I think when it's it comes to, well, when it comes to custody of children, everyone's a little crazy about it. Yes. So it's like, but I when when I, when you asked to be on the show, I was thinking to myself, I was like, you know, that's what a lot of people kind of specialize. And you know, not that word used loosely, but it's like, oh, it's because I make more money. Like kind of like the like the the hammer was his name, whatever. Like he special, Jim Adler, the Jim Ad, he he specialized in that because I think he he figures this is how well, he, he makes he's, his money. He's a slip and fall. Yeah, and so he makes his money that way. Mm-hmm. And so you don't call him to get a divorce. No. Usually. I mean, I bet he will handle a divorce if you're paying in cash. He'll probably refer it out. So, yeah, he's not handling he any of those cases. Yeah, but I mean, he's making his hammer. Well, does that make sense? Like, so when lawyers put their billboard up, and hypothetically, like, this is what you're putting your billboard mm-hmm. up is you like to represent men in custody. Right. Family law issues. Family law. What what prompted that? And we're going to go into your history, well, like uh, where you sure. uh, got your degree uh, degree and stuff like that. But what prompted uh, representing this? I have had lots of men come in. In fact, since the new year, I've had two men come in who have custody of their children. Their children are living with them, but the orders say mom has primary, dad has visitation, dad pays child support. Mm-hmm. But mom's just... Over the years, the kids are living with dad now. Dad's still paying child support, and dads don't know what to do. So I don't know if y'all realize this, but women, we talk. Yeah. So we get together, yeah, and we tell each other all of the secrets. In fact, there are divorce boot camps for women. Oh, I don't I don't doubt there being any type of conversation that goes on every day about how to get something yes. out of something. Yes. And, and it, it seems to me that men don't have those... Men don't have those same kind of conversations that women do. Right. And there's well, we're, a mis- we're learning. Uh, y'all are learning. And there is a misconception that, that mothers get custody unless they just screw up. Right? I mean, that's kind of the way many Well, I know that's feel. how it pretty much was. So to let you know in context, right. uh, my first divorce was in 1989, and there was mm-hmm. – so I was in uh, the, the – joyful recipient of 1980s judicial rulings on that one. Right. But when my son turned 12, I got full custody of him. He want, that Back then, the child could say, I want who they want to live with, right. and we all agreed he wanted to live with me. So that was through the teenage years. And then uh, my third divorce with my daughter was in... You wouldn't marry to his daughter. No, no, no. But uh, my daughter was a product of that Let's clarify one. that. Yeah, you know. <laughs> not from Alabama. Actually, I think That's my family it. is. But uh, that was in the 2000s, and that was on the cusp of what I was noticing, that there was that paradigm shift between, because I really felt growing up when my son was you know, very young, so he was three years old when we got divorced, so for that nine years, I, I kind of felt you know, the judicial stance was... Uh, Pay on time. Well, no, it was, I was less of a person as a father because, well, your son doesn't need a father, he needs his mother. You need to pay the money. You pay the child support, so yeah. I was good for wheels and wallet, and I felt that really affected me as, as a man. 
that is like, no, I, I think my son needs me. And I, I, so in the 2000s, uh, when my third divorce was happening, it was, it was gnarly, I will say that. So where I wanted like the, the standard seemed to be more of a week on, week off thing. Because back mm-hmm. in the old days, it was second and fourth weekends well, and the right. Wednesday evening. Weird. Then they changed the first, third, and fifth because the fathers would always oh, be no. fighting for more time. There's, it's yes. a leap year. You know what that, that means? That would actually, no, seriously, <laughs> stuff like that no, would I believe come in. sister deals with it, and I'm like, I'm surprised there's not some app out there that helps people. Well, there are. So, there are there, I mean, apps, but it's hard getting people to use them. Well, mm-hmm. let me ask you this, because I know there it's a rocky road, typically, when someone calls you, right. and they're going to be like, this is what's going on, this right. is where we're going. Do you see any any way talking to a client, and then especially with the, like I said, the rocky road ahead of them, do you, do you ever tell them, like, maybe y'all should get to couples therapy in a sense of talk it out and get a mediation thing and then solve it that way? Because I, I've, from personally, from experience, I've, I've never been divorced or don't have any children, but my brothers and sisters and cousins and friends, they've all kind of, got, one of them has gone down each road. Like, which route do you want to take? Oh, just, we make a 50-50 split, we're good. Right. And then another family's like, no, we're fighting, we're fighting, we're going to be in court for four years. And then, like, you know, it gets really crazy like that. But do you ever encourage clients to be like, hey, this can be really hard. You can make it easier on yourself. Like, talk to your wife and figure it out before we start, you know, calling each other names. And- yes, I have. In fact, I've had clients come in, and we've filed for divorce. They've gone to marriage counseling and gotten back together, mm-hmm. non-suit the divorce. That's happened. I like those cases mm-hmm. because I think that's what's better for the child. And, you know, I've been doing this for almost 10 years. I started out in nonprofit. Okay. So I, and I've been working like for nonprofit my, lawyer? Yes. Okay. I ran a nonprofit clinic for a little while. And I'm at the point now where I don't have to take every case that comes in the door. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not where I want to be, but you know what I mean. I, You're right. I can I can tell some people I, I don't you, want to take your case. You can afford to be discriminating in the case that yes. you, you take on. So if, if a father comes in or a mother, whoever, they come in and I think they want 50-50 just because they don't want to pay child support and they're really not, they really don't want to be a good parent, don't want to be involved. They just want to be out. Right. Yeah. I don't have to take that case. Okay. Because that happens. And yes. Like, I mean, yes, it happens. You know, Holly, my wife and I, we, we talk about, you know, people in relationships and, you know, how, how to figure out the truth behind things. And that's one thing that always bothered me because her parents were divorced. That's really zen. And, well, it's kind of like, well, when we have arguments <laughs> with each other, I don't want to just be yelling at each other. I want to understand why we're, we're upset with one another. And it got me thinking of, like, any type of mediation that goes into any argument. But when it comes to, like, custody of kids, everyone's going to, like, literally fight to the death because they love their children so much. But I've seen it where it's like they just want to prove that they love their children that much. Not the fact that it's what's best for the child, but, you know, no one's going to tell me I'm not a good parent. Right. In in the beginning, what I see, I think what most family law attorneys see, is there's so much fighting in the beginning because one parent is going to keep the child because they're afraid if they send them to the other parent that, that parent will keep the child. So they're mm-hmm. both doing what they're afraid the other one is going to do. Yeah, there's certainly a preemptive strike. Well, exactly. this, and uh, then you have to get those temporary orders in place, and that's important because things calm down. Mm-hmm. I've seen people, like I said, people will file for divorce and then get back together. Once you get those temporary orders in place and tempers calm down, then they can work on their relationship, and, and they get back together. It happens. Mm-hmm. Well, it, what's interesting is we recently, my wife and I recently watched Mrs. Doubtfire, and I don't know if you remember that movie very oh, I well. I remember it well. But the movie, the, the main core of it is a family going through divorce, and it's about custody. And, it, and like, in a realistic standpoint, Robin Williams' character is just insane. Mm-hmm. And because I remember watching it recently, when I saw the end, towards the end, he gets his judgment where he basically can never see the kids because he was acting, you know, as the, you know, as the maid and lied to everybody, all this stuff. And I was like, that seems reasonable to me. Because this judge doesn't know what's going on. It was on. also one of the first movies where they stay divorced at the end. Yes. You and know, that showed the shift she, from she wasn't the happy a, It showed also she wasn't anyone you could sympathize either. And because Holly told me she remembered watching this movie because her parents were going to divorce when she saw this movie. And she's like, she identified with the movie because of. She was going through it. Going through it. And she's, kids are always looking for that outlet of understanding. And someone needs to explain this to them. And, and through that movie, she experienced it. And. Uh, I mean, she is who she is today, but that movie really weirded me out after watching it again because I was like, <laughs> I don't really remember it being this serious. 
and now I'm watching these children suffer Dude, because there both, are so many movies when you watch the glasses of a divorced man. I mean, think, trust of, me on think this about one. if Sean, if, I should think about if I came home with Pierce Brosnan. If you came home with Pierce Brosnan, like that, that would be that, so, that would be weird. I would weird me out. Came, yeah, it would weird me out if you came home with Pierce Brosnan. Well, I mean, it's like think about Robin Williams' character going like, "Who's this guy? What, how long have y'all been talking?" And that's what I'm saying. Like, it was, yeah. it's an interesting movie. Gina, what got you on this path? So talk to me about history. Did you wake up if as a little de- girl one day and say, I want to be a lawyer? Robin Williams, what would you do? Would you, would <laughs> okay, we're going to come back to that. I so. would have to watch the movie again. Yeah, okay. <laughs> would you tell him to dress up as uh, the maid and like, no, infiltrate no, the home not. and you know, basically spy on his That's kids? That's where the lawyer just pinches no. their nose and say, oh, dear. No, do not do that. So, so what started you on the path here? Okay, do you remember Perry Mason? Oh, golly, I do. Dick so doesn't. You don't remember Ray- Raymond uh, Burr, not Raymond Chandler, Raymond Burr. He only lost one case in his entire career, but that was okay because the guy uh, turned out to be, uh, it was a twist on it that he was supposed to lose the case. Yes. Is this like a book or something? Well, yeah, a a book and then TV series, the Raymond Raymond Burr, who later on became Ironside, basically the same character but in a wheelchair. Okay. That was in the 70s, but in the 50s. So he's a character. Yeah, with Lee Merriweather. I didn't like Ironside. It was like when the Rifleman became branded. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay, you, you've seen, uh, Dick, you've seen Are Kill Bill. about, like, late 70s, early okay, 80s TV yes. right now? You've seen Kill Bill, right? <laughs> yes. Remember when Uma Thurman's looking at one of her enemies, you go, wee, wee. Yeah. That was the theme from Ironside. They actually put that in. Okay. So you could tell Ironside was on in the other room because you'd hear, wee, wee, wee. <laughs> Ironside's on. Let's go on. And then you had Cannon, who was William Conrad, who's like 400 pounds. So every time there was a chase scene, he'd just hop in his, <laughs> behind the wheel of his Ford LTD and chase the bad guy down the street, who would never Sounds think about ducking to into an alley or through a doorway. So this this Perry person is okay. like Perry character. Yeah. Perry, Mason. Perry, Mason. <laughs> Perry Mason. Back to Perry Mason. So I used to watch Perry Mason when uh-huh. I was a kid with my dad, uh-huh. and I decided that I wanted to be an attorney. And then I went to college. Had a kid, had no idea what I was doing, took, took a few years off from school, raised her. When she started kindergarten, I went back to college, finished college, went to law school. So I was a little behind. Um, when I was in law school, I was working at a nonprofit clinic, and we helped people who, who were HIV positive. Okay. And at the time... Well, what, what do you mean with, helping them? You like the, the, With legal issues. Okay. But at the time, it was there was still that stigma. So what is legal, what legally, are, are you? Okay, that was me asking questions. So sure. when you say legal issues, it's basically if I am want a will done, mm-hmm. but since I have HIV, I can use your services. Yes. So it doesn't really have to but do with like specific HIV cases. It's more right. of like we even I, did like family law cases. Okay, and that was a huge thing like in the nineties. And I didn't start working there till two thousand four. Mm-hmm. But in the nineties, if a man had HIV then or, or AIDS. He's out. He's out. Right. He couldn't be around his kids. There mm. were some judges that said, I believe no, that. we're going to terminate your rights because people didn't know and then people were just, you know, being jerks about Ignorance it. Ignorance yes. is a powerful Yes. So thing. that was, that. that's why that clinic was started. Mm-hmm. And then uh, in 2009, we merged with Houston Volunteer Lawyers, which okay. is a great program, helps lots of people. So in 2011, I started my own firm. Okay. And I like family law. I'd planned on going into criminal law. Um, There's a lot of family law up here. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. And I guess gradually, I I, I started representing more and more men, and mm-hmm. I seemed to get along with men better. I'm not saying women are crazy. Well, I mean, because I imagine, <laughs> although I could get away with that. Well, I mean, I imagine being like in in. Per- <laughs> Practicing law, I imagine you when you kind of have a, a schedule in your mind of handling a case. Yes. And and the way I kind of see it, when you told me what you did, I was like, I can see that being a little bit more shortened because most guys are like, get to the point. This is what's going on, and yes. you're like, you're like that's what I want. Here's my money. Here's your money. In fact, what I call it is a game plan. Yeah. So whenever I'm talking, I use a lot of uh, sports. Similes, just because I, I really don't know why. Because I'm a, I like football, I like baseball. So when I'm talking to my clients, I will say, okay, we're going to get your game plan going. And I'll say, the judge is like a referee or an umpire. Yeah. You know? And it, it just comes natural to me whenever I'm, I just 
get along with men better, I guess. With male there clients. you go. So over the years, do you feel that mediation or alternate dispute resolution has become more to the forefront? Because I have a sense yes. that more judges are saying, before this gets in front of my court, you guys go through this first. There are... At least in Harris County and some courts here, you have to go to mediation first unless there's been domestic violence. Got it. I believe it. Okay. And you there's know, some a, that... Have you ever seen that... Uh, I just went blank. It was an HBO series that was on recently. It was based off a book. Is that the Adam Driver one? No, it has been a bunch of women killing that dude. The Burning Bed? No, I'll no. think of it in a second. Okay. But the second season was about custody battle because Meryl Streep plays the grandmother and she wants to take custody of the grandkid because... She thinks that the mom, uh, Nicole Kidman's character, killed the dad. And did she? Well, that's the whole uh, the <laughs> whole thing. Well, Spoilers. Well, that's the whole thing because they like they, it was a bunch of women, mm. and he was physically attacking one of them, and then he ended okay. up down the stairs. And they're like, "How did that happen?" <laughs> he swung, missed, I, fell down. The stairs. I ate that's a banana. What I, that's what I said. I go, "Why the peel?" Yeah. But of course, it's dramas that are like, "Oh, did did hey, they push or that's did the same they thing not?" Happened push? in Showgirls. I'm just saying. So, and I'm thinking, like, <laughs> dude, this guy was beating the pulp out of somebody i don't think anyone's going to be real concerned about what you're doing at that time right so mediation it, it has become more yes. forefront even temporary orders like i was discussing temporary orders which basically i don't know how much you'll know temporary orders tell the parties what they're going oh, to I do know them in intimately. the meantime there you go <laughs> three well, divorces do you, do i know you them put it up on the door or something so to remind folks this is what we're doing today Yes, I have, Here are the rules. I have a little document that I give people, and it's a oh, checklist. Well, I was going to say, yeah. I was going to ask about the, the I want I, when I say simplicity, I'm meaning in the best possible way that for guys pretty much are goal-driven, goal-oriented, yes. and we like it simple. We like the rules. You know, if you give yes. us the rules, this is the referee, this is so forth and so on. They get it, but frequently in a divorce, there's like, I need every financial record you have. I need this and that, and of course, most guys are just, can't you just get me... Divorce. It's like pulling teeth sometimes. So is you, you say, uh, I'm getting a sense that you have like a checklist or something that maybe you can break it down for your average guy to yes. make it palatable for him? Yes, and after the first meeting, I'm going to send them an email that tells them I'm going to need these documents. Now, we, we go through a discovery period. That's when one attorney sends the other attorney this document and says, give us all of this, answer these questions. And then you have 30 days to get it back to mm-hmm. them. Well, I already Dick, know those what are called they're interrogatories. Going to ask. There you go. I already know what they're going to ask. <laughs> you can come and work for me. He's, he's a pro. <laughs> yeah, hiring. I'll take it. <laughs> so since I already know basically what they're going to ask, I can get my clients to start working on that early instead of waiting until we receive it because I know with some people it's going to take them a while, unless it's like an engineer, and then they're going to come in like with stacks and stacks of stuff and have it all ordered in order. How important has social media or the lack thereof become when Oof. it comes to litigation? Is it give you slam dunk cases sometimes? Because yeah, I imagine people go on social media and be like, got a new boyfriend. Yes, especially when they're smoking joints on and post pictures of them smoking on weekends that they're supposed to have the children. Oops. Yeah. And I well, it's legal in some states, so. Yeah, it's, it is. But you can still, I guess, kind of take it in front of a judge and say, hey, you know. It is. Um, yeah, I, I search social media usually. The first time the client comes in while they're sitting right in front of me, I'm looking up their page and their ex's page because I want to see what's on there. We want to get screenshots before they're served with paperwork. Cool. Now, just to remind people, we're talking to Gina Gilstrap here with the Gilstrap Law Firm, who she um, – uh, Non-legally special. I'm trying to figure out how to, how to phrase it. She, she favors uh, family law, in particular uh, men going through divorce and custody uh, situations here. Um, so in Montgomery County, for about five years, I taught this workshop that was court-mandated uh, uh, called Consider the Children. Basically, mm-hmm. if you were a, a divorcing parent in Montgomery County, you had to take this three-hour workshop. I had to take it. So I was like, oh, I could, I could do this. So I talked to them. They were looking for volunteers. I went through the training. So for five years, I, I did this. Uh, I turned it kind of like a def- comedy defensive driving because more and more people were, right. you know, together coming through. It's like, look, I know you got to deal with this. You know, it's three hours. You're not getting back. And basically, the, the punchline to the whole thing was, listen, you can hate your spouse all you want. You can blame and everything. Just don't do it in front of the kids. Right. You know, don't be a poopy head in front of the kids. And how has, has that changed at all? Do people still want to – is the stigma of using the, the child as kind of a bargaining chip still there? It, it is still there, and that's one of the things that 
I think is changing, mm-hmm. and it's changing because just society is changing, what right? You, is it more of an age thing, too? Like, I imagine if I'm a young person, I have kids, I'm more dramatic, and that's me putting an age on it. But if I'm like, because some people have children when they're in their 40s and stuff like that, right. and it's kind of like you know to be an adult, and those things go over well. And what I see is millennials. Mm-hmm. They have a different attitude towards relationships than, say, baby boomers. Mm-hmm. In, in what way? Baby boomers got married, mm-hmm. got divorced, got married, got divorced. One more Millennial, for me. Keep going. There you go. I'm on four you, you now. Yeah. I mean, the divorce rate was really high. And it's actually divorce gone down. It's going down. Right. Because these kids, and, and I don't. When I say kids, Those that's damn not derogatory. Yeah, it's, you know, I'm just. Cold. I yell at them to get off my lawn too. It's okay. <laughs> I have a 27. They, they say, "Okay, so boomer." Yeah. It's like, wait a minute. Exactly. We're not boomers. Not, well, right. I was the first year of Gen X, so I'm I'm on that cusp, like yeah. Aries with the bad moon rising. But, <laughs> well, you just, what you do is ignore people who say that. You're like, yeah. I'm not going to recognize. Yeah. This. Exactly. Wait, I'm, did you just say something to? What? Where, who, See what who I did? Am I with? See what I did? I just threw it back on you. Okay, so anyway, I'm going, going back. So millennials, they, I think they understand that, and a lot of them have been children of divorces, mm-hmm. and I, f- I feel like they care more about the kids than about hurting the other parent. Mm-hmm. They just they have an innate ability to okay, let's let's step back and look because I don't want my kids to go through what I went through. Is that no? That, that absolutely well, makes some sense. And I think there's also the expectation of what people are doing when they have children. Things change in their minds mm-hmm. because I imagine back in the day, it's like, oh, I can just leave and just pay child support yes. and just I'd not even pay child support. Yes. I can live in another state and they'll never know. Yes. Because that, that's that what people do. And I think, like you said today, it's it, there's, there's both spectrums where you have the extreme, you do all this research, go to divorce boot camp because you really mm-hmm. want to get it done. But then, or it can be like, let's work together, or we'll, uh, you're the mom, I'm the dad, let's work together well, on this. Going back to Mrs. Doubtfire, the reason why that movie I love personally is because up until that point, every time there was a father with children and no spouse, 99.8% of the time, he was a widower. Yes. My three sons, the Brady Bunch. Yeah. Everything, you it know, every movie. Wasn't a divorce. Yeah, the, 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 the mother had, you know, Carol Brady had the kids from a divorce. Mike Brady was widowed. You know, and so that was the stigma for so long. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yes. And then I think when Mrs. Doubtfire came, not only do they stay divorced, they stay divorced, but it's working together. It was realistic in the sense that there's not a judge on the planet. I would say, you wacky Robin Williams, keep the kids. We, we get it. <laughs> like I said, like I watched that movie. I was like, I can totally understand where they're coming from because he did some deceitful things. Yes. I mean, he might be good with the kids, but still, like, I'd be good for that, that would freak me out. I'm going to have to go home and watch that movie again. Yeah, watch it again. Well, while you're at it, there's the, the perfect divorce dad movie in the universe. It's called Bye Bye Love. Oh, they're going to say Road to Perdition. That's in close second. No, Bye Bye Love, uh, it's dated now because, you know, nowadays I feel that there is more week on, week off. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the courts are realizing both parents are essential, this and that, mm-hmm. which I'm very happy for. I wish it had been 20, 30 years in the past. But, but we're getting it, it, we're getting there. It's there now. So this is a movie from the, I think the early '90s. Randy Quaid, Paul Reiser, Matthew Modine, mm-hmm. just this all-star cast, and it's this group of divorced dads on their weekend with their kids, and it's just one weekend. Um, and it's got the whole McDonald's is the the safe ground where the kids are getting swapped over. And I remember those days, you know, in the in the early 90s. I believe it. Where McDonald's. You don't do it under a bridge sing- anymore? Huh? McDonald's is still written in divorce orders all the time. Oh, I bet. Well, here's the thing, because there was one point with McDonald's, they made the wrong move, because dads will, you know, will clump together. McDonald's had a mother's weekend only thing, like, hey, moms, bring your kids to McDonald's. And every dad was like, that's my Friday at 6 o'clock. Yeah, I'm going over to Burger King now. Mm-hmm. And and that I think that uh, ad campaign lasted six minutes, and the, the blowback was horrendous because that was like our safe space for, yeah. for the dads. When you, when you do get a divorce, are you legally required to do something about the kids? In a sense of like, say, Sean, or Sean and I are getting divorced, but we're very because you never call, talk, you never well, write. We, we, we talk to each other, or he talks too much. Yeah, well, I, we, or he doesn't we'll, know who Perry Mason. We get along. <laughs> we get along, and he, he, we both agree. Hey, we're gonna, we're just gonna work it out on our own. Right. 
So when you file for divorce to the state, because we definitely want to get divorced, do they come? They go, hey, you have children. Have you figured this out? Or do they make you? Do they make children, you? Children, if there are children of the marriage, they have to be included in the divorce. Okay. So you can come to an agreement. Yeah. In fact, in Texas now, if you go to a mediation and you have a mediated settlement agreement, everybody has signed off on that. Then the the court can't say no. I don't think this is what's best for the kids. I think you should do this. If you have an agreement, the court has to enter a ruling based on that agreement. Okay. And yeah, that's something that wasn't in existence in 1989 because I actually had right. that situation. Yeah. The I, wife and I come I, up with a plan, and the judge's like, nope, standard visitation. We're like, but no, we have this whole thing worked out. Right. That's probably the most intimidating part of being involved in that process because you're like, oh, what's going to happen to my kids? Yes, which is, and, and just to be honest, most cases are settled in mediation. Yeah, I believe it. Because, you know, do you want to let a judge determine what's best for your kids based on, you know, some statutes that people in Austin wrote? The well, I mean, I feel like the children's now. side isn't really why they're still fighting. I feel like it's the other stuff. Like if they, you know, cheated on each other, yes. so I'm just going to be spiteful. It's not about the kids. But they and, use the kids. Oh, I believe and that. They don't, oh, I don't I think believe they that. mean to. It's just... It's, well, it's, it's inadvertently they're involved, especially yeah. with the rulings of stuff. It's like... Because that's one thing I always love is learning how different states do different things, like alimony and child support. And, like, to me, it's wild to think that Oh, since I'm a movie star, because I was reading a thing about uh, Dave Foley. Dave Foley is an actor, co- comedian, and he was on this show, show called News Radio. He got a divorce while he was in News Radio. So they in Canada. So in Canada, what they do is whatever you're, whatever you're making, that's what you have to pay for the next 18 years. So that was his highest he's been. And so he, when News Radio went away, he was legally required to. Pay what was same in Texas in the 80s. I don't know, again, I don't no, know if that's now changed. You, you can bring modifications. We, we if, eventually yeah. had to for yeah. He was he basically disappeared because he's like, I can't pay. You know, right. I was making a million dollars a month or something like that doing the yeah. TV show because he was the writer, he was doing all this stuff, and then now he doesn't have a job. And they're like, Oh, you still owe ten thousand dollars, right? Well, Kiss in the Hall is coming back, so he'll, he'll make some money. But no, it was, it, it was really interesting to me thinking about it because that's what. You don't really. You're in the unknown, and then when the reality hits you as a dad or a mom, you're like, "Is this really worth it? Like, why is it like this? Why do I? Why do I feel like I'm being punished for something like I didn't even want to get a divorce, but now she wanted it, but now I have to pay ten thousand dollars a month." And, and unless you fight for yeah, unless they hire custody. you, unless they hire you, and, and nowadays, uh, and enter Gina because now back in the old days, that was just pretty much unheard of, right? And it's like the only. Back in the old days, the only time men could win custody is if the woman really screwed up. Yeah, yeah we're like talking like crack hoes. She's in in jail yeah. and stuff like that. But even then, I bet you the state would let the grandparents take them over the, over the dad. Well, I can totally see that, too. grandparents' rights are different, too, that have been changed also. I used mm-hmm. to belong to this organization called T for Texas Fathers for Equal Rights, and also grandparents were in on that, too, because yeah. you'd be amazed at the rights. So energina because over the years, you know, this has progressed now to where I think both parents have more of a say on it. Right. So if someone were going through the situation or, or the situation facing them, how would they get in touch with you? Is there like the, is there a hotline they can call and get a consultation? Or Yes, my office number. Sure. And I can give that to you. Yeah, yeah. we'll, we'll Seven, put it on thing. 713-225-4462. I'm going to see if that spells well, out Well, I do something. want to let folks know. And just, oh, what's it spell? I'm all about mnemonics. What's it spell out? Look at the last four. Hold on. So to let folks know who are listening, uh, Gina's information <laughs> is in the description, her website, her email, all that stuff. So if you want to give Gina a call and all, it's all right there and for you. 713-445. No, 713-409-4462. Oh, great. Now he's going to be focused on this. Oh, I'm not even going to tell so you. So let's, let's, let me ask while he's figuring that out. Can you, <laughs> can you tell me any like the most ridiculous kind of stuff that you when you've experienced? Because I, I imagine there's some things that come about when people are trying to hire a professional going, I need to get my kids. Yes. But then it's some wild stuff where it's like, they're not even my kids. You know, like yeah, that, like literally watching the show Mur- Maury. And that, it's like. That has happened before. Fathers, I've had. Ah, got it. There <laughs> you go. Gina. No. Okay. <laughs> my cell phone also spells it. I know. There you kind go. Of, you lucked out on that one. It's embarrassing, but no, it I'm works. a nerd. So. But my first wife had a phone number that spelled out rat dump. I won't give, I won't <laughs> give you the. 
area code, so <laughs> I think I'm covered legally. But so I asked her, yes. what's the cra- like some of the craziest cases that she's I, experienced?" I, and I can't talk a lot about yeah. because hypothetically you know, cases. So I have had fathers come in who have been raising kids that aren't their kids. Yeah, and I, that. I had a father who, who I represented. Mom came in. This child is like ten years old, some somewhere around there. And mom said, "You're not the dad," so. You know, you don't get any custody rights, and she thought they could just get a divorce and move on. Well, he's been raising this kid for 10 years. He got primary, not his biological child. He has primary. She has visitation and paying him child support. And sometimes that's the other way around where a father has found out that he's not the father, Mm -hmm. but the judge still orders, well, you've been paying child support for 10 years. Mm -hmm. You're going to keep on paying it. Because it's always what's in the best interest of the child. Mm -hmm. Okay, And it's not fair to the child to... You know, rip that well, relationship apart. Now, can you describe the the phrase guardian ad litem? Because I think a lot of people don't know that that a child, you know, needs their own representative. Sure, in case, sure, sure. Cases. Whenever you're going through a divorce, if it's contentious and the child is, you know, old enough to talk to someone, judges don't have time to go out and visit with the kids. So they will appoint someone, an attorney that represents the child. That's not what CASA does, right? Hmm. They do adoption. Who? Sorry. CASA? CASA? No. In, no that's... in some counties, they do. kind of depends on how it's set up. We have an organization here called CASA, Child Advocates. Court-appointed court for... special advocate. Yeah, yeah. That, that's them. Uh-huh. That sounds like up their wheelhouse. Sometimes I don't think they do here in Montgomery County. Yeah, they're more advocates than an ad litem. So the judge appoints some person. Yes. and that person stranger. Yes. That person will go out and visit with both families, visit with the kids, and then tell the judge... Kind of what's going on and where oh, they think the kids should Yeah, the lady in Miss Doubtfire. You, you know the actress when you see it. She the what? Like, she was like the clerical person, and she'd always show up at Ron Williams. have to watch this movie again. Ron Williams' house. She's older. She's like British or something like that. Not British, but. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know the actress. She was in. um. Yeah. But yeah, that's who that is. Okay. Outland with Sean Connery. But anyhow, yeah, we're, we're movie <laughs> nuts here. So so people can call you for a consultation, yes. right? At 713-409... 713. Uh-huh. See, I'm getting my cell phone and my Uh-oh. office phone yeah. confused. Okay. 713-225-4462. Uh-huh. 225-GINA. Yes. 713-225-GINA. And I I'm, I'm have a seminar this Saturday uh-huh. cool. for $35 at El Tiempo. Do you know where El Tiempo is mm-hmm. in Houston? Yeah. Um, uh, navigation. Mm-hmm. Um, Thirty it, starting at noon until three o'clock. It's thirty five dollars, and that includes lunch and just basic information. I can't talk to people about their specific case, yeah. but basic information about things dads need to know. And my goal is to start having these every month because they, you know, we need to get the education out there. We need to get this information out so men will know when it comes up. Oh, I need to go get an attorney. There are men that will go to the attorney general to put themselves on child support. I don't know if y'all have heard people say that. I'm going to go put myself on child support so I can see my kids. Well, the attorney general isn't going to help you get, you know, primary if you think the kids need to be living with you. You have to go to an attorney who is going to file that. Because mm-hmm. the attorney general doesn't represent you. They represent the state. Do you know how often do the laws change? I just I'm having flashbacks that when my son was growing up. So again, this is mm-hmm. 80s and 90s. You know, at that time when he was 12, he was able to say, "I want to live with dad." We modified the decree. You right. know, no harm, no foul. There was that. My ex said, "Well, I don't want to pay child support." I'm like, "I don't care. I'm making enough money." So you know, we were able to modify right. that and agreed uh, modification. But then I heard like a couple of years later, child could. Choose at 10, but then people thought that was too young, so they made it 14. I mean, how often does this go down? It, I, there are big, major changes about every 10 years. Okay. You know, there are changes. We're talking about the legislature. You know, they, have to, <laughs> right. they need to feel like they're They've doing something. something so right, uh. there are little changes all the time. The, in fact, the, uh, the, the top of child support, whenever you max out, has changed. It's now 9,000. Because that used to like be a percentage. The, the thing was like, right, it is a percentage. Okay. And there's, there's a, a chart. Yeah, the cap. You're, there you go. See, you I know just not to be dangerous. <laughs> well, my sister was an attorney and uh, was real good. And her final semester of law school is just William and Mary. And I went out to visit her to make sure she was doing okay, like not getting short timers disease. Mm-hmm. And I sat on one of her classes, and one of her profs asked me, Have you ever thought about being an attorney? I'm like, I would make a great TV attorney. The kind that would get disbarred within 30 seconds. 
in reality. So yeah, I'll just. Uh, but you don't want to do the boring work sitting. sitting I've, on a desk I've, I've worked. That. I've worked in several law firms as a uh, you know, various and sundry. Uh, Undercover. Yeah, <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, it's not my wheelhouse. That's what I'm saying. You, did you ever see that movie, Michael Clayton? Oh, no, George Clooney. Yeah. George Clooney. He, that's yep. what he did. He's George Clooney. Yeah, I just record people. Oh, like, just just, just between us. He's a Give fixer. me your part. Yeah, right. I'm gonna, I tape a Mr. Microphone to my chest and it sticks out yeah. here. Just, just a little louder. Well, I think that's what, especially the world, it's, it reminds me of the world of like the hospitals and lawyers. Like, no one knows that world until you're like, you're forced to be in it. Well, right. I think it's important and to keep up. That's and that's what I was asking about the, the law changes that you need to keep up with this because yes. it can change. So now that I'm married and I have to be educated on divorce, even though I don't want to get a divorce, is that what you're telling me? Well, I think you need to. I mean, how would it look if I just show up at this thing at El Tiempo <laughs> and my wife's like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm going to a divorce workshop. Well, why are you going to? Uh, well, I, I want to get educated. That's why I don't call I don't th- mine a divorce workshop. Uh, what do you call it? Mine is <laughs> drum circle. Education. Mine is providing education to men regarding custody, support, yeah. and visitation. Oh, see, if I told her that, she'd be like, "What do you mean? We don't even have children." Well, you never know. <laughs> I'm already. I'm preparing. Don't I'm, don't I'm preparing before we have kids. She'd love that. She, she, yeah, she's the, like, well, is there one for women? I'm going to it right now. Well, women know that there are ones for women. Women talk. That is that is the biggest thing. Women talk to each other. If a couple decides to split up and everything is going well, it. I mean, I, then all of a sudden the woman's like, oh, we need to do this, this, this. Well, you know they talk to somebody. Yeah. They talk to one of their friends. Men That's just bizarre. But don't I like seem it. to do that as much. Mm-hmm. So they don't know. You know. Well, also you're looking at... The way history has always told us what men should do and what women should do, mm-hmm. and most men back in the day were like, you know, I don't want to deal with it. It's over. So it's like, well, it was that iffy thing. A lot of them did, but a lot of them were told again by the judge, you can't. You're good for yeah. for twenty percent of your net salary. Yeah, that's all you're needed for. And, and you're right about and the emotional reflection of that because you feel kind of like you're you're being used, and especially from all the encounters you're going to continue having with your child until they're eighteen. That, to me, is the most bizarre feeling because you're not there for the 100% development. You're there for the 50% if you're lucky. Mm-hmm. And then it's kind of like when she's 18 and he's 18, you're like, did I do a good enough job? Because it's almost like trying to perform surgery with one arm tied behind your back. I hate doing that. And like, But you're just like, I'm stuck with it. Got to do the best I can. Mm-hmm. And, well, and it's, it's not that way anymore. Yeah. You can't, even if you have standard, expanded standard, you get the kid first, third, and fifth, Weekends from Thursday when they get out of school until Monday, you can drop them off at school, and then you get every. Yeah, but then it depends on the parent too, you know. Because I I mean, in my family, there was one situation where they just nitpick each other, and it gets to the point where it's like, if y'all keep doing that, they're not going to. We won't be able to do favors for each other. Mm -hmm. So, for example, if it's my mom's birthday, do a favor. Can we have the kids this weekend? Because we're all getting together, and it's like, you know, like that. Yeah, I would feel it's important. Um, so get to get along. Yeah, and again, you know, or just bury you can be in a least. situation where you just don't want to be sharing the same planetary oxygen as your ex, but be able to work with the kids. And, yeah, and I think hire, hire Sean. He'll take care of it. <laughs> <laughs> the fixer. And don't forget, I may be, you know, she, she may be my fourth wife, but I'm also her fourth husband. That's something that someone I knew for like 30 years, and finally, you know, what when we... Did the plunge? We went through all mm-hmm. the so if I'm a if I'm, if I'm a lady well, and I'm going to divorce, I should they should call you too. You don't you 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 like dealing with men men clientele, right? I don't do just men, okay. right? I don't. So let's make sure people listeners men. know that, right. like yes, you do everything. Yeah. You handle you handle the case as well. But you, I think you were saying it that I think uh, those who may get older. You, they get more of an appreciation for, you know, you're past the drama. Yes. This and that. Now, which is funny because uh, I can't go any names here, but uh, I, I know this young couple with a young child. They're they're going through a, a divorce. <clears throat> um, one of them had more dates than the other one in the, in the marriage. And I was talking to the other person who didn't want the divorce and just saying, listen, you know, having been there, you know, no one looks forward to this, but – Sometimes a resolution is better than being trying to keep a, a dead horse going or something like that. Yeah. So can people, I mean, can the men or the women, so when they come to you, they can call, they get the consultation mm-hmm. with someone 3225, which she, spells out ACK. So you, you can gotta, be ACK, Gina, <laughs> A-C-K. There you go. See? 
a Mr. Mnemonic here. When you're, uh, but the, the, they get they get a consultation, and you can kind of say this maybe what works for you the best, or right. And and whenever they leave, I'm going to email them a chart, mm-hmm. kind of telling you the steps, because it's like going to the to Shut the doctor. Down Facebook, right. check. There you Shut go. Down MySpace, check. <laughs> so it's like going MySpace. You never know. <laughs> it's like going to the doctor. Uh huh. If you get bad news at the doctor, if if the doctor mentions cancer, you forget anything else that doctor is going to say, right. right? And that's kind of the way divorce or child custody cases are with people. They come in and they're scared. They don't know what to do. And you can give them all this information, but when they leave, they're still going to have questions. Right. So that's why I follow that up with this email that has all the list and that's the, great. the checklist on So there. many people I've been in a job interview or an audition or something, like, do you have any questions? Right now, no, but yeah. I'll have 40 in about an hour. Exactly. What I've started doing is recording myself giving, like, <laughs> presentations over temporary orders, mediation, um, discovery, so people can, in th- at 3 o'clock in the morning, they're not going to call my office and leave a message right. or send an email. They can just pull up the video and watch that. That's cool. Because I think that helps I, I, I think it really would. And this is, these are some services that I think would have been helpful, you know, decades gone past. So it's nice to see this next generation yes. uh, helping the, the men and the women, of course, uh, get to a good resolution for the betterment of all. Yes. I'll try to That's phrase it like that. Stuff. Yeah. So, Dick, are we going to see you at this uh I'll cover for you. Uh, Holly, if you're listening. He's trying uh, to get educated. I, I, I'm, He's trying I'm, to get educated. Miss, Mrs. Skip and I, we're, we're just, you know, it's not working. We're getting divorced, and I'm taking Dick with me. So, <laughs> nah. Mrs. Skippy and I, we, uh, we we agreed. No more divorces for either of us. So, uh, did, I, I you, won't do represent you, either one of y'all. I, I, well, do you, do you I, handle I, spouse aside cases, just in case? If, you know, spouse, like, accidentally bludgeons the other? No. Dang it. Okay, we'll, we'll keep looking, else, honey. Though. If you're listening, uh, Well, that's Christine. what's so strange to me about that world, the lawyer world, is it, you can't just can't, – I can't just physically go with my soon-to-be ex-wife, hypothetically, to the court <laughs> mm-hmm. and say, where's your divorce papers? Can we just sign and get it done? Can we – like, here's the well, $25 processing fee, $25. you know, whatever. It, I thought it was <laughs> – at one point it was 60 wasn't it? It's about – I'm going to round up, but uh-huh. with service and everything, about three fifty to four hundred. So that's you're paying the court. That's what you pay the court, right? Yeah. So yeah. to get a divorce, but I was like saying they don't make it like that. Well, when I was not, a kid, it was sixty dollars. Well, there isn't like some some person behind a booth going, "Oh, that's form two two five AA." It's yeah. over here. It's like you know, it's on like the third one. There you go. Here you go. Yeah. Just fill this I, out. I've seen divorce decrees from like the eighties, yeah. and there's some that are like two pages, and that includes all the child issues. Now. A divorce decree isn't going to be less than 30. Mm-hmm. It's just insurance because somebody's going to have to cover the kids on insurance. Just the insurance part well, of I get it the is kids like being three complicated. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can get down to it. A- so that's why they hire you. I get there it. You go. But for those who are like, you know, maybe hearing us and like freaking out, like, oh my gosh, there's so much. Unless things have changed, the good news is that in a divorce situation, it's called an agreed decree because it's what eventually has been agreed on. That whatever the the couple's going through, whatever they decide on is good. It's just when that all breaks down, you've got this document to say if all else fails, you've got to go this route. Right, exactly. So they, you can swap a weekend or yeah. keep an extra hour as long as everyone agrees. Right, to it. and parents do that all the time. Right, right. It happens, um, and we want that to happen. The judges want that to happen. They want parents to have to get along well enough so that they can swap weekends. Um, swap months. I mean, I've you know I had a just put a them in an Uber. Was, yeah. <laughs> there you go. In, on Uber and send them. Is that what you said? Yeah. Is that how that they should do that for the swap? Well, you when, just get a stranger you, to pick them up and drive them. I think Uber's not supposed to pick kids up. I uh, know it, it was a joke. But yes, it happens. I don't know. Holly told me her dad put her on a bus. Well, exactly. when my time. son moved to Austin for a couple of years when he was 10, I, every other weekend I'd drive up and back to Austin. So I had one of those TVs in my backseat with a VCR and it would have a cigarette lighter plug thing. And so he'd have an in-flight movie. I'd drive back and forth. On Friday, I'd get him and on Sunday, take him back. Mm-hmm. And then when he was 12, he came to live with me full time. And so I was like, Yay, you know, now I don't have to do this drive anymore. <laughs> As mom like, yeah, I'm going to send you 60 bucks. Just put him on the Greyhound. Okay. 
<laughs> so yeah, he just did the Greyhound. Yeah. And you can. But yeah, he survived just fine. Yeah. I mean, it was, there are kids that fly all over yeah. by themselves. Yeah, there were there were a few yeah, Southwest happens. flights in on that too. So, um, it's, it's uh, but again, it's whatever a, the people can agree on. Yeah. So th- when I say there's good news for those, if someone's facing a divorce or a custody issue, it doesn't have to be the end of the world. Especially, I think the end of the world that it used to be. It just right. used to be that. And so someone like Gina being able to handle that, she seems to be like on top of the game. She knows the latest and greatest. Uh, she can. She speaks man apparently, <laughs> which really no, that really helps because I think a lot of guys, yes. especially talking to a female attorney, there may, may be just the how can you know what I'm going through kind of thing. You're 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 a chick. Oh, sorry, don't call broads chicks. By the way, they hate it. Unless right. you know what though, one thing I've noticed, I might get my my feminist card taken away, but as I get older, mm-hmm. the less those things bother me. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but no, I, I get it. <laughs> just. I, I get well, it. I think it's well, also it's, what do you want to give back in the conversation? I'm too old to be if offended by me. A, <laughs> yeah, like if someone calls me some derogatory name, I'm like, ah, I don't really want to like put energy into it. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Just, we, I'm going to go this way. You can go that way. It's the path of least resistance. They talk, say to me, "Okay, boomer." I'm like, whatever. Just get off my lawn. I don't sometimes care I'll argue. Sometimes. <laughs> well, yeah, well, people, especially in in court, like to stick to what they their beliefs is like. This is the right thing to do, mm-hmm. and I'm not moving. Mm-hmm. Especially with when it comes to kids, and like I said, it's like it, sometimes it goes more than just what's the best. It's more of I'm going to prove that I'm the better parent, right? And it's and, not about. It's, well, I mean, sometimes I, I can kids, see some people so. getting that mindset, and they get they get and pa- they, get well, they need a calming voice and someone who knows it. So exactly. people can call Gina yeah. at seven one three two two five Gina, which is AC Gina A C K Gina. Know it, love it, be it. Uh, see, that's how I remember these things. Yeah, I remember yeah. your phone well, number Gina, now. Gina, thanks so for coming in. Is there a phone? Is there a uh, email address they can yes. get hold of you or Gina, website? Gina at gilstraplawfirm.com. And that's G I L S T R A P one yes. L. Awesome. There we go. All right. Well, we're going to be wrapping up today's show. Uh, again, all the description and everything you want to know about Gina is located usually in the description below, depending on what format you're listening. You're listening to Dick and Skippy in the mornings. We'll, we'll see you guys uh, later this week. And uh, thanks for tuning in. Today's show was recorded and broadcasted live on IRLoneStar.com, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and all rights and ownership are reserved to Lone Star Community Radio. For more information regarding this program and Lone Star Community Radio, visit us online at IRLoneStar.com. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station, serving the community with local programming on TV, radio, and online. If you enjoyed today's program, please support us by sponsorship or starting your own show. Contact us today by phone or text at 936-666-1084 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.